Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the number one international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And as you know, if you've been listening to this show, I really like to find out some good stories from the guests of why they believe in life after death. However, if you've listened long enough, you're starting to believe that Life after death is, in fact, real. But with it comes some big questions like, well, who am I really? What is the meaning of life? What is my life for? Our guest today is Sandra Krizakis, who I'm hoping can provide some answers to those questions. Sandra is here because she has been recommended by a couple of listeners as someone important, someone who really makes a difference in people's lives. Sandra is the founder of Shift Into One, an inspired, not-from-this-world working application into understanding the nature of reality, the consciousness mechanics, and the divine intelligence behind the human experiment. Yes, she says we are an experiment, an experiment into conscious creation. Often referred to as consciousness physics, shift into one literally cracks the consciousness code of the human experiment of the human experiment through obliterating the human belief system. What happens next is not only do you radically transform your life, you also have the potential, opportunity, and means to transcend this reality altogether, if you so choose. So I'm super excited to have Sandra explain in her own words what this means. Her website is shiftintoone.com. Sandra Krizakis, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Thank you, Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the very first Sandra that I've interviewed, so thank you. <laughs> and this is the very first Sandra who's interviewed me, so thank you. <laughs> oh, I just think, I, I know it's a little thing and it might sound kind of corny, but I just know in my heart that you're playful and you're a great gal and we've got the same name so we can have some fun today and uh, we can yes yeah and you're in your introduction I got a little tongue-tied and, and um, you know it seems like a very deep concept where we're going into today but I really know in my own life because I am an experiment onto myself that I've gotten to the point where <laughs> I believe in life after death but then that opens up a whole a box of like, well, what does it all mean? And putting it all in pers- life into perspective. So um, I, d- I don't know too, too much about you, but you come highly recommended. So I just knew that, you know, talking to you today would be important. If you wouldn't mind, just tell us about yourself and maybe who you are and what got you into this field. And if you do have some thoughts as to um, life after death being real and the name of the show we don't die you can certainly share that in the explanation i know it's a a big question for something you've given your life for but can you just tell us a little about you sure i can first of all thank you so much for having me on the show uh, i i've uh, perused some of the guests that you have um interviewed and uh, it's it's a phenomenal job so and you you get you offer up a great great service so thank you for all that you're doing 
Um, so what do I do? Who am I? Uh, it's interesting because because you had said in the introduction, um, you're hoping I can answer some of the questions. My job uh, in this reality, and I may speak um, almost non-human-like, and that's how I get when I um, work, do this work, and apply this work. And that is because in order to do that, we must uh, detach from our idea of ourself. So what I do in um, in helping people find the answers is I direct them back to themselves. You can't in 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 doing the work that I do, you absolutely do answer these questions that you have asked, especially that age-old who am I question. But this is not a question, Sandra, that can be answered from the mind. This is a question that must be experienced. Hmm. It, it And so it becomes, it's an internal answer. It is, it's not, you can't answer the question from the place that created the question. Very similar to Einstein, you cannot resolve uh, uh, ish, an issue from the, the level of consciousness that created it, yeah. it's the same thing. Okay. So in doing this work and, and applying these consciousness um, physics that you had mentioned in the intro, you actually experience these answers for yourself. And the reason it's so necessary, it's absolutely mandatory that we experience it and not be told it. The reason for that is because when you experience these things, and they're experienced as ahas and knowings, okay, so they're experienced one in this dimension, they're experienced um, emotionally, and when we move into fifth dimension, which is where we're moving towards, um, we experience it vibrationally through knowings. And when you experience this stuff, either emotionally or vibrationally, what happens is there's a shift in your DNA. And that means your atoms and your molecules, the cells of your body, the cellular intelligence opens up a little bit more. And that aha creates that shift and brings that knowing. And that is what brings the, okay, now I understand who am I? Because it's not, you can't be told who you are. You have to understand who you are. And that makes sense because I, I know a lot of things in our life, like you can tell a kid a million times not to touch a open flame right but once the experience happens oh sandra how did you get into this if we can just back up a little Um, because these i know even again from the introduction that there's some pretty deep thoughts and just i I know it helps sometimes with for me and, and listeners just to help with the connection just a little bit about your backstory like how you got into this if we can find out a little bit about sandra Sure. From so how I cut how the other Sandra. The other Sandra. So how, how <laughs> yeah, how I got into this was, um, it, you know, it's it, it's something that followed me my entire life, Sandra. I had no choice um, but to get into this because every time I tried to live a so-called normal life, I would get thrown back in. And um, you know, as a kid, I grew up um, I, at six at the the age of six, I discovered that I was a what what I call now a fully activated empath, and that was my first experience of okay, wait a second, something is not normal here. And I thought I was not normal, and I'll explain mm-hmm. what happened to me. So at six, I I was uh, fishing went fishing with my my dad and his friend Jack and he just said hey Sandy you want to go on a boat and let's go fishing and I said yeah let's I love water I'm a cancer sign I love love water water's a transmitter of information by the way it's extremely um uh powerful Good in the know. shower 
Yeah. And, um, and so, and just to be around water. And so I thought, yay, I get to go on a boat. I had no idea what fishing was. So I'm having a grand old time on one side of the boat uh, doing my thing. And then they catch a fish and they're all excited. And I'm, I go over to look at what the excitement is. And then I see this fish and it's struggling Mm -hmm. and it's flopping and it's struggling. Well, all of a sudden I started to struggle and I literally became that fish. I literally became, I lost who I was and I became that fish. I started to go blue. I started to struggle for my breath. I was literally dying. And my dad had to throw the fish back in the water. And um, and he just thought it was, oh, you know, just a squeamish little kid. And uh, from then on, I knew, I knew something was very different. And I thought it was me. But I closed down after that. And I have never eaten anything from the sea my entire life <laughs> from wow. that experience. Never. Um, and, and, and when, because when you experience it as you, you understand you are everything. And so from there, I, so I couldn't understand how come they couldn't understand that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that was my first experience of questioning this, this world mm-hmm. and this reality. And then I had um, all kinds of -of out-of-body experiences. And, you know, to the point of life after death, if I did not believe in that, I would actually be canceling out my own existence. What do you mean? Because I'm trying to get my... Because I, I've had so many experiences with other beings, with um, with animals, with people, and with other creatures from other, other worlds. Can you give uh, us an example of that? Sure. So, so for instance, my cat, one of my cats, uh-huh. um, and I'm a huge, huge animal lover, and animals are my greatest teachers. And uh, I've always known that, again, as a kid, because um, it's it's harder to learn from people when they have what's called an ego. Mm-hmm. So animals don't have that. And so I um, grew up with animals and they were my best friends. And um, one of my cats, when he passed, I was driving, he was 15 and I was driving and all of a sudden um, I got this information that um, he was not long for this. Well, he was sick. He hadn't gone yet. So I got this information that Jordan, his name was Jordan, he's not long for this world anymore, and he is a part of you. He is a he is the animal expression of you, of your core over soul. And when he passes on, he's going to cl- collapse back into or roll back into that over soul, and you will be able to access his experience of what it was to be a cat from his perspective. Wow. And so I was literally driving on the highway when that happened. And my I started to bawl because I could feel this love coming in. It was so powerful, Sandra. It was all I could do to keep my hands on the steering wheel. And I remember thinking, my part of me was thinking, okay, you stop crying, stop crying, because I couldn't see. Right. I was crying so much, I couldn't see. And it was raining. And uh, it was pouring out. And so it was a double whammy and I had the windshield washer or windshield wipers going on solid. And as I was driving, I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to get in an accident. Then I, then I heard, you know, a voice saying, you, you would not get this information at this point if you were going to get in an accident. So trust in that. And so I trusted in that and everything was fine. But the, um, the love that I, uh, that I felt was absolutely overwhelming. And sure enough, sure enough, I had one more visit because um, I, Jordan was with a, uh, I split up. I had uh, been in a common law relationship and uh, we split up and he took Jordan because I ended up taking care of my sick parents, other story, but he ended up taking uh, 
uh, taking Jordan. And, and so I went back and I visited Jordan um, and um, the, the weekend before he passed on. And sure enough, I feel Jordan now more than when I felt than I felt him when he was here. And he guides me. I'll be driving somewhere, Sandra, and I will. And, and if I don't know where I'm going, I'll see a street called Jordan Avenue. And I know, OK, it's all good. Oh, that's great. And, and when I, when I got that information, too, the other thing I forgot to mention is when I got that information as I was driving, all of a sudden, my life flashed back to these very weird moments I had with Jordan that mm-hmm. I thought, okay, that's weird, that's weird, that's weird. And I just kind of um, shrugged them off. But then I flashed back. I was like, oh, my God, that's why that happened. That's why, like I would have a meditation, and I, I literally had an out-of-body experience, and Jordan was with me, and there was a stranger who came to me in this meditation, and he said, I am not bad. And look at look at your cat, Jordan. If he's purring, you'll know I'm good. If he's not purring, you'll know I'm not. And Jordan was sitting right beside me in this out-of-body experience, and he was purring away. So I had all these kinds of experiences like that. And um, and so I knew that this individual was, or this entity, whatever, it was a man, um, but not in this realm. So I knew he was good, but yeah. So I, um, so I had all these kinds of incidents. I flashed back to all these specific things that have points in my life with Jordan that all of a sudden made sense. Hmm. Have you had this with people too that you feel them now that yes. maybe they're gone? Can you ex- explain some? Because we yes. all many of us have loved ones that we have lost and would love nothing more than to believe that they're in a good sound place and. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, my my two parents just passed away last year, mm. about a year ago, seven weeks apart. Wow! And my father, yeah, and my father, I I, I took I dedicated uh, a big part of my life to caring for my parents. I'm mm-hmm. actually only starting to go full force into this work um, full time now um, in the last years since my parents have gone because I spent most a, a great deal of my time taking care of sure. my parents. And, um, and so my father, uh, when he passed, I, I knew he was going as he was going, uh, but he was still here. And then I was actually in the hospital with him. There's, uh, there's six kids. We have six kids. And when my father was ill, we took shift. We did shift work, staying overnight with him. And I did the first night and he went that first night and, um, and he went early in the morning and my sisters and my brother, they were going to come and see him. And he was still alive when I called him and I said, guys, take your time coming. He's here now, but he's not going to be here when you get here. He's leaving. And, uh, and I felt it. I felt him leaving. And, um, sure enough, he left shortly after that. And I literally, Sandra, I felt him leave. I felt him go all the way up. I was floating because I could feel him. He said, I'm free now. Because he was in, most, when you're, you know, seniors, you're in a lot of pain. Yes. Right. And it's a freedom um, not being in the limitations of your body. Mm-hmm. And so, so he was literally floating and I was walking in the hallway and I was calling everybody and I was saying, okay, he's gone, but I was absolutely giddy. Because I felt him, I and I felt like my feet were not touching the ground. Wow! And and so he has come to see me many times, Sandra. And when we went, we did his cremation, and I um I went to the cremation. I saw the cremation. I felt him. I felt the. I felt his light go from here all the way to source, all the way up to source. I was so giddy and so ecstatic. They offered me a job. 
<laughs> at the crematorium. Sure. The crematorium because because um, they thought, wow, you know, because you could really help to release the the fear that goes around this. Yes. Right. And um, so if there's anything I can say to people, oh, my God, yeah, absolutely. There's, in fact, that's more certain than this reality. That makes sense. That's the irony. Oh, my goodness. And if you haven't seen someone, and it's been five years, 10 years, even 20 years, does not mean you won't see them. And it does not mean they're not around. My grandmother came to visit me last year, and I hadn't seen her since she passed. And it's been 25 years, and I hadn't seen her once. And uh, it's 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 has nothing to do with the fact that they might not be okay. It can be many things. Most of all, people may not be ready, and they don't want to scare people. Hmm. But uh, if if you're open to it, and you know if you're truly open to it, they are always there. They will always be there, and they might come through, you know, perfume, a flower, a song. It may not be directly them, because it may be too much for you. Even though I, you know, I said before I was ready. I was ready. I was ready. I knew I wasn't. Yeah, I I know. You know, it's interesting because I've talked to many people who actually see uh, their loved ones not in their mind's eye, but like out in reality, you know, and as much as I've seen things in my own mind, I'm not ready to see somebody show up sitting in the end, end of my bed, you know, so I can... Exactly, that. exactly. Yeah. And good for you for knowing that. Good for you for knowing that. But it doesn't mean they're not around. Right. So even if they haven't come in or you haven't gotten any signs or messages there are around you know what absolutely and what i suggested to to nikki and you know nikki a little bit um was um who had lost her son and what i suggested to her because she was open i suggested she have a meeting organize a book a meeting schedule a meeting once a week same time with him with your son even though he's not here hmm. schedule a meeting and talk to him for a half hour, 15 minutes, whatever you want to do. And just talk to him, go for a walk, um, you know, write if you want to write to him, if that's more comfortable. But basically book that time to focus in on him and yourself and your relationship and a conversation. And so she started to do that. And I said, Nikki, when this becomes more and more um, uh, common for you and you're more used to it, you will find eventually you won't need to do it. Because you'll open that channel and oh. that, that stream will be there. And so he'll come in. He might come in to say, you know, what, mom, don't do that. Or, or, you know, mom, you should do that. Or he'll show up in different ways and you will eventually forget to even have those meetings because you won't need to. And, and sure enough, that happened. And she felt so guilty. She's like, oh my God, it's past five o'clock Monday. And, and I don't, I did, I didn't have the meeting. And I said, Nick, you're, you're already meeting with him. You've already met with him several times this week. He's already commented. She's had, she actually had um, a dream experience with him as well in which she was conversing with him. You know, and, uh, Sandra, I want to share something. My dad passed over six years ago, and I can't even tell you how many people that have told me, your dad's right with you, and he wants you to talk to him, and he's right there. And even with this show, I have not really had have had a relationship with my dad like you're talking about trusting and talking to him whatever so just a couple of weeks ago I decided to put my dad's most handsome picture on my iPhone as the screensaver 
And, you know, I'm sure people might think I'm a little weird, but what it's doing is it's a con, cause I look at my phone a zillion times a day, right? I think many of us do, but there's dad. And so it's a reminder to me that dad's around and I'm like, Hey dad, you know, so it's starting me getting into that. And just this past week, two, nights uh in a row i had dreams with my dad and they're loving dreams and it wasn't scary or anything just really nice and so like that's my own way of of taking that coaching is to you know and i if that helps someone great but it's it's helping me remember that you know he's very much alive um that's that's a great great idea yeah just when i thought of and while we're on the subject of nikki hello nikki i know you're listening um Yes, Nikki is listening. There, Nikki's the first email that I got that was, you must talk to Sandra. <laughs> and so, yeah, you may, you've made a difference with her. And she mentioned something about a talk that you have that's actually on YouTube called Suicide Perspective from Beyond. And just, yes. yeah, I don't want to forget to ask you about that. And then, you know, we can definitely go back into some of these other concepts. But what's that about that's so important that she feels that's a must share video? And let me just tell you, our listener, if you go to we don't die and click on episode 129, I have that video there. So now, oh, thank Sandra you. Explain. Yeah. She, I mean, she feels really passionate that, that like this, this information has got to get out to the world. Um, she, Nikki is, has been uh, a student of this work and, uh, and when she lost her son, uh, uh, who was just 23 and it was very, very unexpected when she lost her son to suicide, he, she, um, uh, she had said, she had mentioned that she had asked me to do a talk. She had already done a lot of this work. And in doing this work, Sandra, what we understand, what we learn is we learn about other realities. And when you learn about other realities, this one doesn't seem, it's, we're not alone. So it seems almost commonplace to, to think that, okay, when we leave this reality, all we're doing is um, exploring another journey adventure in, in consciousness. So, and we, we discuss this so much. We discuss transcending this reality and what this reality is all about, what other reality is all about. Because we do that, it's, there's no stigma around dying. Good. There's no stigma around um, transitioning. Mm-hmm. It's actually a beautiful, beautiful thing. And there's no stigma around how old we are when we die. There's no stigma that says, okay, you know what? Because he was just 23, what a shame. Absolutely not. There are babies that come into this world that come in for three or six months to show, to be a teacher for their their parents or their family. And once they've accomplished what they've come here to accomplish, they're gone. Mm -hmm. And that's all they were here to do. So we bust a lot of these concepts and these, these, these ideas and beliefs we have around what death is. And that's why Nikki had, has said, you know, people need to understand this, especially people who, who have lost somebody and are still having a, a really hard time with understanding that what death is all about. If we can understand, if we can truly understand that there is no death, then we can truly live. Right? I'm, yeah, I'm just taking that in. Uh, just I've heard that said many times recently, you know, that the biggest lie of them all is that there is death. There is no death. 
they're, they're, well, and what we do in, 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 um, in shift into one, and, and, and I keep going back to shift in one because it's so relevant to this conversation. Yeah, definitely. It's about, it's about, it's just about understanding who we are. And what we do in this work is we, I actually call it dying alive. Dying I actually call alive. This work, yes. Okay. Explain and, that. Okay. If you so can. Yeah. When we, yeah, abs- I'll do my best. When when we when we pass on, what happens is do you do you believe in the concept of reincarnation? Do you understand that concept I of do. reincarnation? And, come- yeah. Okay. Okay. So when we understand the human experiment, what we are is a- an energetic emotional experience experiment. And and so we are here to experience emotions. And when we pass on, Okay, we move into this realm in which we judge ourselves. We've heard of that, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people have heard about yes. that. So you have basically this life review, right? And you look at what you've done, and but you're looking at it from a, a place of knowing, not from the same place that was living here, right? Okay, so it's a much greater awareness. So you look at that. Now you also have access to all the other lives you've lived. Okay. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you decide, okay, I need to go back in because this life is all about karma. That's how we experience emotions. We collect or we clear karma. Okay. Okay. So when we come back, when we come back into another incarnation, so in truth, there's no such thing as a reincarnation. There's incarnation again. So there never will be another Sandra Champlain, but you have been another human, Mm -hmm. maybe a Joe. Maybe a Frank, maybe a Lisa. Okay. Okay. So you are taking whatever karma was collected in those lifetimes, and that's part of who, what makes Sandra who, who she is today, and part of your journey and what you are here to learn or clear based on those other journeys, those okay. other incarnations. Okay. Yep. So, so what we do—that's what happens. We re, we incarnate again and again and again. So what we're doing here in this work is we are actually saying, okay, we're clearing here and now. So it's like we're having our life review now, and we're experiencing all of our karma now and giving the opportunity to to clear everything, not just in this life, but in every life we've ever had so that we can take our body with us, literally transcend this reality with our body. What does that mean? That's why it's dying. What does that mean, transcend this reality with our body? Very much like um, Jesus did. We take, we move into our light body and we take our body with us so we don't die. We actually resurrect. We actually, um, like the resurrection, very similar to that. That's, that's what at, we're actually doing. That's pretty big stuff. It is big stuff. And that's why <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, did she just say this? <laughs> yeah, like, is she just saying what I think she's saying? She is. And, and, and you know what, honey? I, and, and, and I know I know what I'm saying is very big. And I know it can be considered um, outrageous or very out there. I say this with absolute full confidence and full knowing. Wow. Insane. Sandra, I know at the beginning of my journey, I thought everybody who had some afterlife story or talked the psychic talk and the medium talk were nut jobs. I did. It's not even like I thought it. I knew it. And for <laughs> me to be where I am now talking about this, you know, I, I, I recognize in my own mind how easy it is to laugh at somebody or somebody's concepts or like, oh my God, is she kidding me? You know, she you know what she's saying. <laughs> you know, and realizing 
that that's just what we do. And so, yeah, you're throwing a deep concept in my face right now, but then it's like, well, but that's okay. You know, um, be open because I never in a million years would have believed I am where I am now and I'm doing what I'm doing and that I've experienced what I've experienced. And there's some pretty wacky stuff that I've experienced, especially lately that if I told anybody, they'd be like, Oh my God, you're insane. But it's like, it's, it's real. Um, So I'm open and it's, it's new. It's a new concept. So I'm, you know, I want to hear more because it's there. There's a quote that you have on your website that just really, um, kind of lit me up about you and you you say my reason for incarnating at this time in human evolution is to bring an end to all suffering and raise humanity's vibration by awakening us to the truth of who we really are and our place in the cosmos you know and i read that today and i'm like that's what it's all about and uh there's so much suffering so i mean i was really like okay let's see what this chick has to say this chick by the name of sandra (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yes, and and I do consider myself a chick. Yeah. Yeah, you're a good-looking <laughs> chick too. So, yes, back to our deep thought though. We're just two chicks talking. Yeah, well, let's get back to this because you know, I, I and I've heard many I've interviewed bu- bunches of people who've had near-death experiences and they always talk about that life re- review. And it left me a little speechless when you just mentioned that cuz like what if here and now I was to have a life review as to everything I've already experienced, even just in this lifetime, you know, all I can see is like an open canvas opening up of what's possible. Right, right. And, and the, what is possible, Sandra, is whatever the, the, where your limitations will exist in terms of what is possible is where your mind steps in and your beliefs. This reality is 100% based on our beliefs. Now, in, in what I said about the dying alive and um, as, as uh, maybe shocking or surprising that, as that may sound to you and your listeners, trust in, um, trust in who you are, what you hear, you're meant to hear. Okay. So as, as much as that may sound, um, you know, shocking to you, you are ready to hear that. There's absolutely no doubt. I, I, everything I do, everything I do, I, I leave it up to my higher self, which is very much a part again of raising our vibration and transcending this reality. We roll back into our higher self version of our lower self, which is who I am here. And uh, that's all Jesus and the Ascended Masters are. They're the higher version, the higher expression, their higher self version of the lower self. So when in whenever I do this work, I access my higher self and I let go completely of my identity with who I am. And I trust that whatever happens, whatever we talk about is exactly what is meant to talk about. This is not a channeling. Okay, so just let me be very clear. This is not a channeling. This is actually an embodying. And there's a difference in that. And the reason I'm, I'm saying there's a difference is because where we are now in our evolution, okay, where the human experiment is now is we are coming to the end now. And I cannot be, I cannot stress that enough. We truly are in end times. And I'm not talking religious doctrine here. 
Okay. I'm not religious at all. I'm consciousness. There's religion, there's uh, spirituality, and there's consciousness. I'm not even new age. I'm not even spirituality. I'm more the science of consciousness okay. and understanding the quantum physics of this reality, the quantum reality. We are at the end of the experiment now. Every person who is here in this lifetime is here for the last time. Huh. This is your last lifetime on this planet. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean everybody's going to send and go. That means everybody has the opportunity. Everybody will have the opportunity to do so. If you don't, then what's going to happen is they will incarnate again on another Earth-like planet. This planet is done. This is the last incarnation. And anybody who is born after January 1st, 2000. 16, so as of January 1st this year, is not part of the human experiment. Anybody born after January 1st is here to help raise the vibration of the planet and help the planet to ascension because she's going, she's gone, she's done. We are done here. That is over and that's absolute. More deep thought. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, and yeah, and that is why, and that is why this work is here. And that is why I talk about dying alive. This is so that we can do this now, once and for all. We're doing it in the here and the now in our physical body. That's why this is such an incredible time to be alive. Huh. How do we apply this? I mean, I know you have a, a course that teaches us and you have a book, correct? Correct, correct. Okay, I want to hear more about that. But as far as, I mean, it's, I know we only have this show for an hour and you're not going to give all the, you know, your lifelong <laughs> research here, but. Oh, uh, I have no problem in giving anything because oh, I, no. I, it's yeah. open book. Yeah, no, I, I, I got that about you, but I'm just like, you can't phrase it all in, you know, the most powerful conversation, 30 more minutes. Um, yeah. But. How how can we get started in this for ourselves now? Like what point us in the right direction? Because oh, I don't okay, even know so the questions I, was... I want to ask you, but I feel <laughs> I feel them. If that makes any sense? Yes, yes. So and maybe my higher self because... that can't verbalize. Yes. <laughs> And th- th- this is great. This is great because a lot of times this work, okay, that we talk about, this work is vibrational. Sandra, this work is so vibrational. It's so um, um, changing reality, shifting and, and, and busting this reality. It's more vibrational than it is intellectual. So we have the intellect and we have the material. We have the content, okay? And that is to appease the mind so that it then goes beyond the mind. We go into, we speak to the mind, around the mind, behind the mind, above the mind, below the mind, through the mind to go beyond the mind because the, the, this world is manifested through the mind, Okay, so we need to satisfy our ego mind in order so in order so that the ego mind is, is is completely calm and we can speak to the other levels, layers, and aspects of you. And that is what you're telling me right now when you're saying, I don't even know where to begin. It's speaking to you. It's speaking to you vibrationally on these other levels that don't need the intellect. Hmm. They know exactly what they're absorbing. My mind is very busy, judgmental, da 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 da. And one thing I know for sure, Sandra, is there's, I call it gold in every conversation. Like you had said, if you're listening right now or we're talking, there's something, it's like we're ready. We're ready. So mm-hmm. I am trying to set aside the, the mind that wants to judge and figure it out and just be present and listen for 
you know, what's new and what what's available and how do I get there? And, and you get there through feeling. Okay. We were moving from I think therefore I am to I feel therefore I am. Okay. Okay. This is the new human initiate. Okay. And we're moving into this new human status. That's the higher self that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. New. The vibration of new at this level is no ego world. Oh, hallelujah. Exactly. <laughs> My God, exactly. the ego is a nightmare. Mine is anyways. Yes. And that's where, and that's what we're learning to transcend. But in order to do that, honey, we got to make our ego our amigo. <laughs> make our ego our amigo. That's pretty yes. darn funny. Okay, hot. <laughs> go ahead. So keep here talking. We go. So, so you, so you had mentioned. Okay, so how do we make some of this real? Okay, without going too, too deep into right. it. So, okay, some of the things I'm going to share with you. We have there are what this work is all about. What we're understanding now. Okay, where we're at, at now is understanding the fourth dimensional physics of the human experiment. So, just like we understand the third dimensional physics, we have gravity, for instance. Right. Okay, um, and we have to breathe. We can't fight these things. They're a part of this reality. We agreed to this before we came here. Okay. okay, we agreed to everything. Okay, so we agreed that, okay, we're going to come into what we call a human body. We're going to have, for the most part, we're going to have two eyes. We're going to have a mouth. We're going to eat. We're going to walk on two legs, uh-huh. that kind of thing. So yeah. we agreed to the whole construct. We agreed to gravity. We agreed to breathing. And, and so now we're moving into fourth dimensional physics. Okay. And that's in a nutshell, the emotional and mental physics, okay? So there are seven tenets that are part of the emotional and mental physics of the human experiment. This is at the point of creation of the human experiment. So this is being at the round table that created the human experiment, of which every single one of us was a part of. We were all part of creating this experiment. There is no way in hell we would come and volunteer for this experiment if we weren't a part of creating it. Okay. Okay, so 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 we're part of creating it and there's seven tenets that govern the fourth dimensional physics. Okay, and I'm going to go through them quickly. Okay, one is the very first one law of one. We are one. Everything and everyone is you. Nothing exists without you existing first. Nothing. That's the quantum nature. That's singularity. Quantum physics is even starting to prove that now. Okay. So anything, anything in your world, Sandra, that exists only exists because you exist first, period. That applies to each and every one of us individually. Okay. I can get that. So when, okay. So when we say our world, there is no such thing as our world. There is only your world and all the aspects that make up you. And there's my world and the aspects that make up me. Mm -hmm. So you are an aspect of me. I am an aspect of you. You attracted me. Okay. I am only alive in your reality through the phone or the computer by voice. I don't exist in any other way. Okay. Okay. You have an image of me because you've seen me. Right. But in this moment, I only exist in the voice. And when we hang up, I stop existing. I don't exist in your reality anymore. Your husband, if you have a husband, doesn't exist if he's not there. If he's at work. <laughs> he doesn't exist anyways because I don't have one. But I get your <laughs> point. <laughs> okay. Back to you. Sorry. Okay. Needed to come up for okay. a little laughter. So. So, okay, so so you, the sense of humor, right? Yeah. So, and believe me, we have amazing conversations laughing at this stuff. Oh, yeah. When we don't to. take this serious anymore. Right. Oh, yeah, you have to. So, so that's tenant number one. Okay, so think of yourself as the tree. 
Okay, and every single branch, everything, everything that can be measured, quantified, or observed by your five physical senses is a projection from your mind. Okay. 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 So you don't exist in the world; the world exists in you. Okay. And it's projected outward through your five physical senses, and it's created real. It's made real through your emotional vibrational frequency, through our emotions, not through thought, through emotions. That's a big misnomer. People think it's our thoughts that create this reality. No, 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 no. It's not. It's our emotions. That's okay. one of the things. Okay. Um, uh, so, okay. So that's number one. Um, uh, the law of one, you are one, everything is you. Okay. Uh, number two is our purpose in this experiment is we are an energetic emotional experience experiment or E4. Okay. So that means we are here to experience emotions. That is it. So up till now, before we die alive, when we died and reincarnated or incarnated again, okay, all we would take with us was our emotions. Hmm. And that's what's, what makes up our karma account. Our karma is our emotional charge account. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was, there would be like this emotional charge bank. And when we incarnate again, it would be based on that. Okay, so our, our our purpose in this particular experiment is to experience emotions. Okay, the more now, the, the better. One, is that what um, we're looking for? Yes and no. Yes and no. As we descended, Sandra, we were here to collect karma, and yes, experience more. Now we're in ascension. Now we have to clear karma. That means we release our emotions. Huh. Okay. To get to a point of no emotions. That's our goal. That's zero point. When you get to zero point, and that's neutral, okay, when you get to zero point, you go quantum. That's that dark matter. That's that void that science talks about. You go quantum. That's your higher self nature. That's zero gravity. I can already tell I'm going to have to listen to this episode again. (laughs) Again and again. Okay. Keep going. So, So that's tenant number two. Number two. Okay. Okay, now out of the seven, three and four are the critical ones. So if, if, if you're going to remember any two tenets, these are the ones to go with, okay, three mm-hmm. and four, okay? Number three, because these are the working ones in this reality, okay? Number three, the most important relationship you will ever have, bar none, is the relationship you have with your higher self. Oh. Co-creation is a vertical relationship, not a horizontal relationship. Okay. Okay. So we think a lot of people in the spiritual sector and the new age sector think we co-create with the world around us. You don't. You don't. You co-create with higher self. When you merge with higher self, you create. That's we are moving from. That's why this work is all about merging with higher self, because then we move from co-creating to full creating. Co-creating is like we have the training wheels on. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when we become fully responsible with our thoughts, words, feelings, and actions, we become fully responsible with our energy, then we can create. Okay. But right now we have, we work with our higher self. So everything that comes into my life is becoming from my higher self. So this is the most important relationship. It's more important than the relationship you have with your child, with your partner, with your business partner, with anybody. It's it's the only one. It's the only one you come in here with, and it's the only one you leave here with. Hmm. It's the only one that, that transcends this reality. Okay. 
Okay, so that's number three, which is the first of the working um, um, tenants. Okay, the second, the f- number fourth, uh, number four, tenant four goes back, back to back or hand in hand with this, with tenant number three. And it is every person, place, situation, circumstance, event, and or thing is an aspect of you that higher self you brings lower self you to either clear or collect karma. Now, when you're on the ascension, path of ascension, it's to clear or correct karma. When you're on descension, it's to collect. Okay. So if we're talking about this, if people are listening to this, it's because they're here to clear karma. Anybody who's here to collect karma will not be attracting this material. What would they be doing to collect karma if they weren't listening to this? You know what I'm They'd asking? be like the Donald Trumps. They'd be like the um, the the people who are all me, 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 me. People who are, are, are all about business, all about themselves, all about ego, all about greed. Oh, okay, okay, those okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I got people. it. I got self-serving. it. Self-serving. They're self-serving versus us who are making our ego, our amigos. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So, so that means, okay, nothing happens for no reason. What's in front of you is for you. When you start to, when you look in the mirror, so I would tell people, what can you do? Okay. Look in the mirror. Your higher self looks exactly like you. Look in the mirror and say, hey, higher self, this is really strange. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I'm not even sure I believe in you yet, but what the hell? I've got nothing to lose. I'm going to say hello to you. I'm going to say I'm ready to move into the next step of my evolution. So, you know, show me what that is. Show me what that looks like. Help me to be open to you. Okay. Okay. And then, and help me to notice, you know, when you're around and you will notice through shock and awe. Okay. Hmm. It'll never be in your mind. Can't be in your mind. Higher self speaks to you through your high heart, not your mind. If it's coming in your mind, it's your ego. It's not your higher self. Okay. Okay. What do you mean by shock so, and awe, though? Things that you would least expect. Like when we're inspired by you, something? Like, inspired or no, even in your regular day. Like maybe maybe you thought of your dad and you're like, oh, I wonder if my dad's around. And then you go um, grocery shopping and the person in front of you is um, reading a book that was your dad's favorite book. Okay. And you're like, oh, your body will respond to that. Yeah. That is your sign. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and I always, when I first started to work with higher self and she would, and, and our higher selves are our gender. So mine is a she. Okay. Okay. And males would be a he. So she would always, you know, she would give things that's okay. You know what? I'm the greatest skeptic, by the way, and be your greatest skeptic. Okay. okay. Um, and so I'd be, I'd get something I'd be like, okay, I don't know. That's kind of weird, but I really don't believe in that, this stuff. So, you know what? I need three signs hmm. to know. And, and I would play that relationship. I'd build that relationship. You are not lower or subservient to your higher self. Okay. Just because we're saying higher doesn't mean better. We just mean more higher vibration, more expanded. Mm-hmm. That's all it means. Mm-hmm. Okay. If anybody bows to anybody, believe me, your higher self bows to you because you got the tougher job. Yes, we do, don't we? We do. We do. And she or he is always, always there and, you know, bowing to you. 
own namo kind of thing like i bow to you and um and and so it, it's all it's an equal equal partnership okay okay so let me go to tenant number five okay so we did um a, a, everything's an aspect of you okay yeah. tenant number five is the law of karma and it's understanding the law of karma or neutrality or zero point and it is understanding that those aspects okay how we emotionally release is is how we clear our karma and when we don't emotionally release and when we ignore our emotions we build our karma so the law of karma is absolutely necessary it's a fourth dimensional law and it's absolutely necessary in order for this experiment to work without it we'd have no experiment okay how do we release okay. things like meditating and things like that? Becoming present? No. So here's what we do. Okay. What you do is once we've talked about these tenants, okay, then you go out and live your life. Mm-hmm. The tenants will come to you. That's the beauty. That's why this work is deprogramming. This is actually, this work actually decodes. Okay. It deprograms our belief system. And in doing that, it decodes us. How it does that is by catching us in the act. So it's not about thinking of something. It's about going to live your life. And when you notice resistance or fear, you start to catch it. So there are exercises that we do. And one, a simple one is I am noticing this negative thought. I am not my thoughts or I am noticing this negative emotion. I'm not my emotions. And when you start to feel that emotion, release it. Allow it to come up and out. It must come out of your body. It must. If it doesn't, you actually put another layer on. We call them emotional situation onions. And you either take layers off or put layers on. When you're clearing, releasing, you're taking layers off. So feel it fully. Feel it fully. Don't be afraid to feel it. Okay, because they always Don't say what will you resist? What you resist persists. Persist. Yes, yes, absolutely, and that's uh, and it persists worse because you're bearing it further. Mm. So if you need a good cry, just let it out. Whereas if you well, keep, I'll tell you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's right. Oh, I'll tell you, crying releases tears that are the, your DNA. Crying is extraordinarily powerful. Oh, good. Please cry. Okay. Please, please cry, and especially all you men out there, please cry. Feel free to cry. You're human too. You're going to want to cry just like females. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tenant number six, beyond karma, okay, is your only power is in your isness. Okay. Now, what is isness? Isness is to be in surrender, I-S, to the moment of now. That is the state of being that we are in when we are in our now. So we talk a lot about being in our now and we talk a lot about being present. Okay. Well, being in our now still refers to a timeline. The state of isness is when you're, is, is what, who you are when you're in that moment of now. So we move beyond even discussing the timeline. We go into the state of being that happens when you're in your now. And that is you're in your isness. Like an apple is, a cat is, you are, I am. And that's when, when we're starting to move into I am that I am. Hmm. And our state of isness. So your only power is in your state of isness. Okay. Everything else renders you powerless. That's where you are fully in your power to consciously create your reality. That's when you're at that zero point. Okay. No other place are you in your power. 
Okay. Even just saying I am, I mean, that's very powerful and I can feel the power. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. And the last tenet is do not look outside of yourself for your guru. You are it. That is it. All you need when you get to this level of awareness and you're moving into this work, Sandra, you don't need anything else. You have your higher self. That's all you need. That is all you need. Now, this doesn't mean you won't listen to another radio show or read another book or watch another video. What this means is you stop searching. And when you're working with higher self, she will bring you what it is you need. But when she does bring you something, it's really a confirmation of something you already knew. knew. Mm -hmm. You're no longer searching. The search is over. That's good to hear. I'm somebody who um, has had that message a lot lately. I've bought books or signed up for things, and I I just keep getting, you already know the answer to this, you know? It's not outside you. It's within you. And if I can just share a couple of things from your seven tenets, um, because you phrase them differently than, like, I've experienced them, but it, it, it all, that's why I think I am ready for this conversation, is I've been trying to take myself out of victim mode when possible and say, hey, you know, whatever happened, um, like I was telling you that I got into my car at two in the morning and the battery didn't start, you know, like frustrating. And so I could either go down the road of victim or I can say, hey, I created this for, for a reason, right? It takes me totally out of the victim mode, puts me in the driver's seat, empowers me. Yes. Right. So that's yes. that's right on it, and um, right on it. And yeah. when I say when I when I say that, I, I will say, okay, higher self, what is this here to show me? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Because I always look to the external, Sandra. Always because I don't trust my internal. I'm too emotional. I don't trust my judgment. And, so I look to higher self. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot, I don't want to say a lot of medium training, but some some medium training. And one of the meditations, um, one is called sitting in the power. So that's like connecting to God or source or whatever word you want to have. The other one is connecting, I don't even know what the term is, but it's like connecting to our own soul. And right. it, so this is what it sounds like our higher yes. self, because yes. I, I, I imagine myself, it's kind of like purple and iridescent, still looking like me, but like much, much, much taller and bigger, you know, but this is the all wise, all knowing higher power Sandra. And so by doing yes. this meditation for myself, um, and this is just something like I'm creating, nobody's got the words for me, but making that connection and realizing it's helping me, Sandra, look through the lens of a a higher me. And, and so there's been times that have come up and I'm like, well, what would the higher self Sandra do? You know, and to, because yeah. my mind is crazy and talk about ego and blame and fear. It's like all there, but to like, consciously say what if I was looking through the eyes of my higher self I mean it's a whole different lens and there's so much compassion forgiveness both for myself and for maybe the other or the situation but it, it's like it's so what you're talking about is kind of linking to some of the practices that I'm just beginning to do so I mean it, it they enhance each other so it's well it's, it's good stuff timing. yeah 
and 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 look look at how you know look how brilliant your higher self is right and every time whenever i meet somebody and and or whether it's an interview or if anybody hears this conversation it's because their higher self has conspired with my higher self hmm. already so their higher self is already the higher your higher self is making the first move to say okay you know what I want to get to know you. You're ready now to hear this. You're ready to step into this. So your higher self has, has basically reached her hand down. It's up to us to reach our hand up. Okay. So no, because every time when I have a class or whatever, I will always say at the beginning, guys, your higher self is already working for you. That's why you're here. And you didn't bring, I didn't bring you to me. You brought me to you. You manifested me. It's not the other way around. That's how powerful you are. You brought this conversation to you through your higher self. I didn't. Hmm. Um, That's how powerful you are. And we all are. Yes. And, and a lot of people, a lot of people are afraid of, of their power. They're afraid of, of stepping into that full power because what that also means, okay, is now I must become responsible. Right. And and that means I must become responsible for every single thing in my awareness. That means I am responsible. I, Sandra Krasakis, am responsible for the starving that's going on in Africa, for mm-hmm. the fighting that's going on in Syria, for the cruelty, for the, um, the uh, poverty. I'm responsible for absolutely everything. And I have to take responsibility for that if I am going to move into ascension mode because I have to understand and be fully allowing of understanding that I created absolutely everything, the good, the bad, and everything in between. And that's a tall, tall order. Um, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's all yeah. I'm going to say about that because I'm willing to say <laughs> Yes, I've created my battery going dead and some of the relationships that haven't worked out and all that. But now you're bringing on human suffering and starvation and malaria and all these things. Yes. I threw in and malaria, this goes but, to yeah. the beginning when you talked about the intro and you said it has the ability not to just to, to um, end your suffering, but all suffering everywhere. That's why, because when you understand that you absolutely are everything, everything is you, then you understand everything is because of you. Hmm. Right. That's a lot. So That's a lot for my mind to is. get. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Okay. Do you want to breathe? Yeah. I do. <laughs> Well, can, let's just, our time's going by really fast. Um, and maybe we could take a, <laughs> a commercial break to talk about fear. How about that? It's not really a commercial, <laughs> but I know it, your teachings and everything, like you've helped people really transform fear and be on the other side of it. And I want that. The fear so, so- is, can be nasty and really pre- vent me from doing things and you know of course my mind's yes. fully engaged absolutely telling me to be afraid so what, what do you have to say about fear so fear is is the vibration of this reality fourth dimension which is where we are and when we're moving to our higher self awareness we move into what we call fifth dimension which is love okay unconditional okay. love so fear is the nature of this reality fear is the construct of this reality it's not love it's fear okay, okay. and so fear 
has when we are descending, fear becomes a tool that separates us and and and, the, and um, helps us to collect karma. And when we are in that vibration, we are victim, and fear controls us. Yes. And that that vibration, fear at that low level of awareness, is false evidence appearing real because we're this is all an illusion, but we buy into it. That's mm-hmm. why it's false evidence, but it appears and it feels real. As we move into ascension, okay, so where you're moving from is taking the fear vibration, turning that around, and using it as a tool to get you out of here now. Okay. Okay. So when we see fear, and that's resistance, okay, and we do the emotional release, and we understand after we release emotionally, we feel absolutely amazing because we've shaved a layer off, and we understand, wait a second wait a second, when I release this fear, I feel amazing. So now fear becomes a tool and it changes in vibration from false evidence appearing real to feeling energized and ready. Now it's like, okay, bring it on, baby, because I know what you are. I know, I I see exactly what you are. Now the very thing that was crippling me and bringing me down is what I'm using to bring me back up. Now I'm using the construct of of this reality to my benefit. So do we literally experience the emotion of fear to release it? Yes. Or the feeling that of fear? is what emotion is, fear. Huh. We can say jealousy, we can say anger, we can say rage. They're all different intensities, but it's the fear vibration. I'll tell you, even even to drink a cup of coffee, even to buy fear equals separation. Okay. Yeah, sure Talk, does. Talking yep. to somebody else. Okay, means you're living the fear vibration. Just because you're not feeling it doesn't mean you're not in it. We default to fear. This entire reality is the fear vibration. The moment we are born, we are in the fear vibration. That's the construct. That's what makes this reality real. Fear is not just the feeling you have. It's the construct of this reality. So we don't understand fear fully. I can get that. Um, can I want to we fully? Go, go ahead. Share go ahead. something. Long ago yeah. in a seminar I did, they had us do this visualization and we had to think of something we were afraid of. And then mm-hmm. the leader, you know, like I said, our eyes were closed and we had to imagine what it felt like to be afraid. And then he said, okay, imagine um, that you're afraid of the people sitting on either side of you and you really had to feel that fear. It sounds like similar, but I just want to explain like what happened. So then he says, now he says, I want you to be afraid of everybody in the room. And then everybody, this was in Massachusetts, everybody in the state of Massachusetts, just be afraid of him. And I could hear people around me started to cry because they were so filled with this fear. And then, you know, everybody in the, in the world you're afraid of. So, I mean, he really built us up to this feeling of fear. And then, you know, we got to breathe and then he said, imagine the people sitting on either side of you are afraid of you. And then everybody in the room was afraid of me. And then everybody in the world afraid of me. Well, what happened, Sandra, is from feeling that fear so intensely to then having the tables turn that everybody's afraid of me, everybody started laughing. And something miraculous <laughs> happened is we all became courageous and did something after that that we were afraid to do. 
So there was there's some there's something in what you're saying that I actually yes. sort of yes. experienced it by feeling it like emotionally like way out there. Um but then I g- so, gained some power. So 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 what you were doing was you were massaging and uh, and flexing um working with the fear vibration. So you were wow. working with your ability to manage that. Now, I don't normally recommend that. I, I mean, I think there's a, a um, there's a purpose and a place yeah. for it because what happens is you give credence to the um, the vibration of fear and and the element of the element of fear, which is an element of this reality, right? So you give credence to it. So now you're starting to understand it and work with it. Beyond that, what I would say is we have to be careful when we're sitting there and thinking of those things because you're actually, there's there's no such thing as the past. There's no such thing as the future. There's only right here and now, right? Mm-hmm. So what you're actually doing is creating a story and building another layer on your onion. Oh, okay. As opposed to peeling okay. it away. Yep. Now, yes. Now, because you guys peeled it away, it's fine. So you're back to, to, to neutral, but you're not going to take layers off. And that's why when you're starting to do this, that's why I say, don't try to do anything. Just live your life. Do what you normally do, Sandra, and everybody else to just do what you normally do. And then watch it come to you. And when you start to feel fear, so when you're stuck at two o'clock in the morning and, you know, your battery's not started and mm-hmm. maybe you're alone by yourself, release it. That's when you're doing the deprogramming. It's when you catch it in the act. We can't make it up. Okay, that's not going to have the deprogramming effect. Okay, catch it in the act and then release it. Yes, catch it in the act and then release it. And that means feeling it up and out. It must leave your body. Which is funny because it's the same thing that happened with that fish when you were a little girl. Yes. Caught and released. Hmm. Yes. Oh, my God. You know what? No one had ever. Wow. Thank you, Sandra. No one had ever made that that um, I, I haven't said to, said that story to too many people. But wow, that's a thank you so much. No one had ever mentioned it that way. I've never seen it that way before. Caught, catch and release. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. That is profound for me. Thank you. You're welcome. That's the visual I got. Yeah. With all the struggling, catch it. Let it go. Yeah. Oh, Wow. Wow, maybe that's why it was a fish. That's just so interesting. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. That was coming from my higher self. <laughs> um, well, thank you, higher self. No, no, no. I'm being playful, but but truly, I you know, I've just started really trying the practice of meditation, and it's mm-hmm. catching myself thinking thoughts and release. Yes, yes, and release, yes. and then yes. doing it again. So it just sounds yes. like doing this with the emotions the fear whatever yes catch and yes. release and when and when you are working like let's say you're working with somebody and you're having a negative thought about them in that moment because you're not meditating right you can catch it and say okay i'm noticing this negative thought i'm not my thoughts i'm noticing this negative thought i'm not my thoughts i'm noticing this negative emotion i'm not my emotions i love the catch and release mm-hmm. yes 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 Hmm. Yeah, actually, I think I'm going to change the name of the title of that exercise to Catch and Release because I love that. <laughs> yeah, I do too. And, it, and it's a tribute to the fish. Yeah, and your little girl story. Sandra, yeah, our time yeah. is coming to an end here. 
I know, I know. So I flown fast, but this is one of those episodes that you, I can listen to again and again. And I don't, I, I know it's interesting because everything that you've said, although I not able to verbalize it, there's a part of me that gets it. Not everything yes. you said, yes. but most of the things you said. Um, and I think that's what you're talking about, getting at like an yes. energetic level. Yes. Yes. There's nothing, there's nothing I'm saying to you or to anybody that we don't, that they don't already know. All I'm doing is confirming what you already know. Wow. And therein lies a very powerful life here on earth in the here and now, and then opens up a whole new world of Absolutely. Well, just watch out how much your life will change when you're willing to step in, Sandra. Like it will spin so fast. Yeah. And I, I want to be powerful while I'm here. I want to, if this truly is my last incarnation, you know, well, might as well make it count. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Get my money's worth out of this one. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I I suspect you're doing more than that, my dear. I suspect you're getting a heck of a lot. Yeah. There's always more though. And I tell you, I mean, it really, it's, I love that you said make my amigo, my ego, my amigo, because, you know, if anybody listening or even yourself, I mean, we can be really brutal with ourselves and, and yes. that is all ego based, you know, that's yes. some part of us that's on yes. autopilot that it's not speaking the truth and we buy into it that it is. Uh, but once we get it and can experience well here's here's how your ego becomes your amigo when you see when something is in front of you ten at four right with nothing happens for no no reason and when it's here to show you something okay so when some when something makes you angry and you're like okay i'm noticing this i'm noticing this negative emotion i'm not my oceans my emotions i've got to release so that really is your ego right mm -hmm. so the way you make your ego your amigo is understanding okay when you're no longer in fear of fear so when the fear vibration is now your tool you're feeling energized and, re and ready mm -hmm. now you see your ego as your amigo because your ego the resistance is show your ego is showing you where you're off you're already off not it's not there to take you off it's to show you you're already off to give you the opportunity to say oh thank you i want to get back on hmm another thing catching it in the act you know yes so that's why our ego is our friend and our amigo because it's not here to take us further it's like damn it you're here again no i mean not here to take you off i'm here to show you you're here. look how far you are do you want to stay here i'm that, all, all i'm here to, is to identify where you are hmm. that's it good words you get to choose sandra good words um yeah we're gonna have to tie this up though I don't want yes. to, but we yes. will. How about, okay, let's talk a couple things about you. How people get okay. in touch with you, what kinds of things you offer, how we can find out more. Um, so, it. okay, so the website, as you mentioned, is www.shiftintoone.com. And uh, that's S-H-I-F-T-I-N-T-O-O-N-E.com. They can email me at hey Sandra. Hey, Sandra. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. H E Y 
Sandra, Sandra at shiftintowonder.com. They can go to my website, look at some videos, if mm-hmm. see this this work um, resonates with them. I have a manual, and I do workshops. Uh, well, not workshops. They're called intensives, eight-week intensives. I do online and in person. Okay. And I, I'm now developing, starting to bring through the next level, which is the expansive. So the intensive is understanding the experiment from within the experiment. The expansive is understanding the experiment from outside the experiment. And then we move into the the embodiment and that's when we move into our 5d so this work when people come to this work sandra this is the last stop this is it wow this is the the road when they come to this work yeah so it's that's why you know go to the website and feel if you're ready some people get the manual and then they take it after or whatever you know it's up to people you know um if and and when they're ready uh and um and then you know we just go from there and um and uh, and that's what I do at this point uh, is those those workshops or those intensives and uh, and be, and moving into I've, I'm running the expansive now the second expand second time ever uh, that I've run the expansive so it's still very very brand new and then we do the embodiment and that's really like an immersion. Hmm. Well, kudos but to that you hasn't for fully, creating this. Fully. Well, you know what? It's it, it's so funny, Sandra. It's so funny because uh, I, I'm aware of my holographic nature. I'm aware of my matrix, and I'm just a hologram, and I'm very aware of of that. And I'm very aware in that understanding. I'm very aware of how insignificant I am, but it doesn't mean I don't love myself, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean I have a a, a complex. Um, which is what some, you know, my family thought that, you know, you have a, 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 an inferi- inferiority or a confidence problem. It's not that at all. It's actually the exact opposite. It's because I don't take myself seriously. And, and, and because I actually have the capacity to feel more love because of it. So when we move to the world of serving and unconditional love, you actually have more love, not less. And what a good feeling that is. Oh, Sandra, Sandra, I'll tell you, when people start to do this, okay, and they start to step into their, their higher self, they, at first, you know, you're mostly your ego, so you may experience your higher self 1% of the time, and then ego 99%, and then 2%, and then and then 3%, and 4%, and, and then you get higher and higher, and I'll tell you, there is no feeling in the world that is like union with your higher self. It is, like, I can feel it as I say it to you, I cry, because it's absolutely and I'm crying tears of um, love. It's it's so overwhelming. It's so beyond anything you can describe in words. And I wish that for everybody. Everybody deserves that. It's everybody's right. And all I'm here to do is show people who they are. That's it. That's all my job is. And once people merge into the higher self, I become obsolete. My job is to put me out of business. <laughs> There's nothing that would make me happier than everybody merging in their higher self. Yeah, I can get it. You know, I had a moment that um, was being hard on myself for something, and I actually caught myself in the act and said, you know what, if your higher self, your soul was speaking, what would it say? And it was just, love Sandra, look at all the things you've done, look at, you know, it was one of those kind of things. And I felt flooded with love at that moment, you know, and it wasn't, it was just a really cool thing. And so if we can all practice that, you know, like really get that we have a mind, we've got an ego that's what it's saying and doing whatever it's doing, but to catch ourselves, uh, release the emotion and and speak and act and feel from your higher self, um, what a great muscle that 
is to build. Oh, it is. And and your ego becomes the tool to show you when you're not in your higher self. Yeah, that's, that's such a nice, gentle thing as opposed to making it wrong. You know, in the same exactly. thing with fear. Oh, Sandra, thank you so much. At the end of the day, sweetie, higher self, ego is working for higher self. Ego is working for higher self. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Okay. Yes. So love your ego. Love your ego. <laughs> Make your ego your amigo. I love that. <laughs> Sandra Krizakis has been our guest today on episode 129 of We Don't Die Radio.com. Sandra, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. It's been such a joy, such a pleasure. And I would love. Yeah, I'd love to talk to you more about this and do some more research and watch your videos and things. And and to our listener, thank you for spending this time with us. Um, if you've been in my shoes, I mean, this was a deep conversation to have, and I couldn't get my head around all of it. And I, but I really believe, you know, this could be the tip of the iceberg. Um, there's, like I say, there's gold in every conversation. And some of the things I, I, you know, Sandra said today, like I'm embracing and some of the things I'm learning, but in the past I would be like, what the heck is she talking about? So I do believe that our lives are a journey and, um, you know, even you've listened to this today and listen to this, oh, maybe a month down the road and, you know, you might understand it differently. It's very, very interesting stuff. Um, Anyways, all to say, I want to thank you for listening. Um, I want to encourage you, if, if any of these interviews make a difference in your life, have the courage to press share, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever. You never know in your life who's could need um, some gentle words and a little guidance and some inspiration. So again, that goes back to the fear conversation is, uh, yeah, take a, take, be courageous and press share because again you never know who's who, who your friends are and what they might need right now anyways in closing my name is sandra champlain and again i've been your host on we don't die radio and i want to thank our listeners who sent me the name of sandra krizakis i appreciate that and if there's other guests you feel that i should interview or you have some connections please feel free to let me know you can do that at we don't die radio.com and in closing i do believe that our life is an education for the soul and that our lives here each one of them are very very important so i want to thank you for listening and we'll see you soon